Everyone, I have a brief announcement to make. Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government is lying about 9-11. Thank you for your time, and good night. No! And honestly, I don't think any truer words have ever been spoken by a cartoon character and maybe another man ever in life. Facts. Folks, we're here to welcome you to our new pod side series uh, by Simple Math. It's going to be us recapping the Boondocks. Our favorite. Yep, our very favorite uh, animated show probably of all time. Uh, this week, we're going to start, of course, with season one, episode one, The Garden Party. Uh, Aaron, you want to give them the rundown on that or what's up? Yeah, so, um, so uh, for those who aren't familiar with the Boondocks already, um, the first episode basically sets the stage for, A, what the show is kind of going to be about as far as, like, the politi- politically charged commentary and or satire. Um, the intro to the show, uh, we learn about Huey and Riley moving from their um, hometown of Chicago, and then they're moving in with their grandfather, uh, Robert Freeman, Freeman, um, um, and basically just setting the stage for like their experience uh, living in a community that's now going from a mostly black community to now or a community where it's predominantly white people and, you know, their struggles, I guess, so with uh, assimilating with that culture and whatnot. Yeah, that, and that's pretty much, yeah, that's perfect. So, uh, like Aaron says, we opened the episode and uh, Huey Freeman is having a, I guess, a nightmare or a dream. I don't know. It depends on how you look at it through Huey's mind. But, uh, he, you know, he's asleep, and he dreams that he told white people the truth. And from then, we get to see the fucking brilliance of the boondocks because immediately Granddad wakes him up with knowing what's going on. He said, you had a dream you were telling white people the truth again. <laughs> Slap the fire out that man. Yeah, out of his sleep. He said, you had that dream. You were telling white people the truth again. He said, boy, I told you better. He said, you know what? I'm going to find me a white man and lie to him right now. And if that ain't the truth, because as soon as Huey told those people his truth, all hell broke loose. Like you said when we were watching it, at one point, some random dude just grabs another dude by the shoulder yeah. who seems totally, like, disconnected from him and just <laughs> decks the shit out of him. Yeah, you guys got to watch it. Like, he the, he set it off at, at the garden party with the, uh, uh, talking about all, yeah, telling his truth. Telling, <laughs> him, telling his truth. Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, all that good stuff. And then, um, yeah, so then after that, we get to the point where Riley also has a side story in all this. Yeah. Yeah. So Riley's side story is he's more, obviously he's younger and more influential, which I, th- I think that's what they were driving yeah, with, with that concept. With, yeah. The young, young, dumb. Yeah. Mindset. Cause, cause essentially Riley's are like eight and then Huey's around 10 or 11. So there's like a two or three year gap between the two of them. But Riley is always definitely supposed to be, Riley is is kind of like the the prototypical bad kid. Yeah. Like everything a badass kid would do is some Riley shit. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the first times we see Riley, he's already just, you know what I'm saying, like yeah, being a dickhead. Cuz in the in the opening scene when they go or blah, rather 
Huey has the dream, and then the transition is to when the actual commentary starts, honestly. Because it's not till we meet uh, Ed Wunsler, the older Ed Wunsler, yeah. that the real political commentary starts yeah. and how white people love cheese. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like It's little jokes like that that they move to this new neighborhood and the first person that fucking comes to their door is this rich-ass white dude and he says... Uh, you know, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm Ed Wunsler. I'm the motherfucker that owns the bank that owns yeah. your house. Yeah. Like, golly. Like you know what I'm saying? He was just talking shit about the white man. And now he ordering Riley to go make them a plate of cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey he that, was that, right. That happens, bro. That, dynam- that dynamic always ha- that happens a lot. Bro. Yeah. More than people think it is. Like, and, that's, and that's the crazy thing that I think about Boondocks from not just this episode that people will but people will catch on going forward that it's sa- it's satire, but at the same time, you'll be like, dang, man. That's that exactly does happen, right. though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Because, and see, that's going to be a really big part of this side series. Uh, that's me talking to the audience, not you. But it's us really more delving into the what they're actually saying uh, sort of thing. And like, yeah, like you said, that's that's really shit. Being black, you know, you know, if you've gone somewhere for, with an older you know what I'm saying, black person before, like maybe when you were younger, maybe not now, yeah. maybe when you were younger, ain't got nothing but, you know what I'm saying, it's, you know what I'm saying, it yeah. rightfully so have nothing but bad to say about the white man, but have you ever seen, you know what I'm saying, an older black person really blatantly disrespect a white person? Mm-hmm. It's trauma, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's trauma, and see, the thing is, at the same thing, as we're talking about this, Riley Freeman also kind of brings this up just in general to granddad because he says like yeah all y'all hate white people and talk about all this shit y'all did to get out of the struggle but it's for real it's an entire generation taking you know taking the reward for what a very few few, yeah for what a very few people have actually done you know what I'm saying so it's a double-edged sort of saltiness it's like yeah y'all overcame that but if you weren't you yeah. know what I'm saying? Out there on the streets. Some of y'all was out there scared. Yeah, you just be yeah, like, you exactly. know what I'm saying? So a lot of y'all was in the crib. Exactly. You know exactly. And that's the thing. Like, they, Granddad is portrayed as a really strong man. But if you really go back and break it down, he, he, he's a strong man, but still, the, that racial dynamic is probably. Other than, well, there's a really big highlight of the entire series we'll yeah. get to. But that's that's one of those, like, that episode was one of the real telltale signs of Granddad's, how he viewed himself. Yeah. And, and yeah, because he kind of feels that, I think, sellout may be a strong word because it's not necessarily synonymous with just having money in a nice house. Yeah. Uh, but I think he that's what they're kind of trying to say. Like, he moved to this society and now... He he now he now wants the people under him to you know assimilate like he did, yeah, exactly. and that's the same dynamic that black people struggle with back in the civil rights movement, yep. where it was like Martin Luther King kind of wanted he wanted the same thing as Malcolm did, but he wanted a more um, peaceful, you know, I don't want to say pandering, but yeah. something more along those lines, a more of a common like. Uh, he call, let's call get ground. under an understanding yeah. and try to live together. He wanted common ground, not revolution. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's kind of like I feel like where that's coming in from. Yeah. So. And so they do get invited to the garden party. It essentially it ends with them getting invited. Not end. What get they get invited to the garden party? 
and it's here. This is the, they, uh, the honestly, like they, I understand why Boondocks had it from the like the show at least because the comic book was all always, you know, what I'm saying the comic strips were always, um, you know, really highly regarded. But when they get to the fucking garden party and you hear Uncle Ruckus's music for the first time, mm. and then you see it, and then you see it, and then if you hadn't got it before. It starts to snap now. Holy shit. This show is fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Ruck, ruckus is a very... Like this said, this is a... Mo- like this, the two or three minutes that they're sitting in the driveway, it tells a lot more about Ruckus probably than any more in the show, or at least to this point, because yeah. we have seen the show entire time, but we have to kind of walk the audience through it. But yeah. at the... This is a, a this example of Ruckus and who he is just in those two or three minutes is so outstanding that it it sticks for the rest of the series almost to where damn near like other things matter but if you really break this down it's ridiculous do you want want to get your piece because I know you yeah. love Uncle Ruckus yeah so Ruckus Ruckus plays the um the role of I guess the self loathing Negro yeah a black person or however you want to describe it. Um, I think Ruckus is actually one of the most probably important characters this, with this show because he's he's the he's the one character where you know he, the lines aren't really blurred with how he you know how he views it's it. A you know, what I'm saying he's, he's a, a little stick. bit more it's a little bit more direct, and I think it's purposely set up that way. Yeah. So his Hey, what he says hits a little bit more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Ruckus is, I, I had, because um, I love this show. I've watched this show a million times. I had the conversation with a really good friend of mine, a white friend. I was like, Ruckus is the measuring stick as to if I'll watch this show with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, like you said, it's not blurred. Like, it's just fucking, yeah. fuck the, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, these niggas, like, you know what I'm saying? It's a cold black, and cold black don't exist type thing. You know what I'm saying? So he is... He is, he is, I think, the epitome of the brilliance of the satire because it doesn't come off satirical. Yeah. It, it does, but it doesn't at the same time. Yeah. Because, and I've, I've said this before, Uncle Ruckus will say some really true things sometimes. Yeah. But in the worst fucking way. Yeah. But, all right, continue back to the actual show. Um, so they get to the g- <laughs> gate. As soon as they get in, it's valet service. So they get to the gate, get out the car. Uncle Ruckus. 40 yard, yeah, 40 yard dashes fucking right past just ignoring them and then they have the conversation essentially like uh, you know Ed Wunsler invited us and Ruckus says something like I've worked for Mr. Wunsler for 20 years and I've never been invited Yeah, the self-loathing Negro and you know why? you know why? because you hate yourself Ruckus <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like and that's the thing that, like, maybe if it isn't about race, but a lot of self-loathing people don't realize that the opportunities they miss out on are because they hate themselves, not because other people hate them. That's very, that's very true. You know what I'm saying? That's very true. That's absolutely true. Matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's a very strong point. But... Um, only thing, the only thing I'll add, add to that is definitely that, um, of course, 
you know, saying the the, the self hate. But I think to the other the other section of that commentary, he goes on to say like how he hasn't even been able to use the front door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't even use it. It just exactly. goes to show you how yeah, many, how many too. you know we have. It's a lot of black people that you know don't like their their blackness are uncomfortable are uncomfortable promoting yeah. you know their black side or what however you want to you know describe it but the fact that they will you know what i'm saying for lack of a better word shuck and jive for people who not who who yeah. like don't give a fuck about yeah it. they're not even they're like you know what i'm saying they did like he can't even like walk through the front, front door. door yeah 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 exactly like you know what i'm saying but i know i know a lot there's a lot of black people that that will still because yeah, exactly. they feel like because you feel like you you don't deserve because you don't yeah. because you hate yourself and a way. lot of that I think a lot of like especially now that we're adults a lot of that's shown in the workplace you know what I'm saying yeah there's always a nigga that's kissing so you know what I'm saying Facts. and they they don't give a fuck about you bro yeah. but you up there you know what I'm saying kissing ass seven ways a Sunday but they couldn't give you know what I'm saying yeah that type of thing and also the I guess I didn't I didn't I didn't catch it before but. I think it also too shows the fact that it's interesting that um, Mr. Wunsler showed interest in Robert because he had some money. Yeah, Robert's rich. Yeah, free you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that, exactly. That's he calls him Freeman. Free man. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the him saying that, like you. That that yeah, gave right, him right. a you know a um, not rite of passage, but it it basically stated like. Hey man, you're one of the good ones. Yeah, you yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying, like. Yeah, exactly. And, and with us both growing up in those situations where yeah. we were told you're one of the, oh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like our place in in our classroom, yeah. you're one of the good. You know what I'm saying, like you see that shit so much. Yeah. Like you said, they can come to the, he can bring both his badass grandkids to this party because he lives in a house that Ed Wunschler knows costs a little bit of money, even though he has a lot more money than that. He know Robert ain't no fucking. Yeah. Uh, he, it may not, and that doesn't even have to do with race. That's the thing. It doesn't even have to do with race. Because, oh, as we go on, we find out that Ed Wunsler's uh, grandson, Ed Wunsler third, is a fucking wigger. Yeah. A PTSD riddled Iraq war veteran wigger. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, what do you, what do you, th what do you think? Because. You would think just by way the rhetoric goes in the episode that they would, that he is kind of the um, the young George W. Bush. That's what I kind of got with it, maybe. But I was wondering. But I asking you because the whole the whole you know wigger thing is like threw me off because it's like, well, George W. Bush didn't really fit that, but he said he was saying in the episode, you know. 30, 30 years. Yeah, he's man dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, you know, so years, I thought they were trying the to president. say this is kind of like a, you know. A, no, a that wasn't a direct shot, okay. shot to George Bush. That's a direct shot to any white kid that doesn't have to do anything, but still just want to get your Donald Trumps, your yeah. Brock. That, that's what it is. And it's an it's a overarching yeah. allegory or illusion, not illusion, illusion. Yeah. It's an overarching illusion with an A, not an I, to pretty much every silver spoon white kid he's he, he, lo he say he loves guns sagging his pants talking black i mean he's voiced by fucking charlie murphy yeah. it doesn't get any blacker than that yeah. you know what i'm saying they did that on purpose to show 
this kid is everything Riley. Like when they go and play with the guns and he lets Riley shoot him out the window. This is everything Riley would ever want to be. As a degenerate little black kid, this rich as white grown ass man is everything he wanted wants to be because they both have the same exact interests and act the same exact way. But one of them is guaranteed a position in life. That's a bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that that's really what they're saying. And that's Yeah. That's the hottest bar of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Aaron McGregor and everybody on those writing teams were so fucking good. Because it's if you're not smart, you're not gonna get that. Yeah. I mean you don't have they to. They explain smart it to get so that. well without saying it directly. Yeah. Cause it's like when Huey actually, not in the dream, but he's actually at the garden party saying his truth, they're not listening to what he's saying. They're just surprised a black kid is not acting a fucking fool. Oh, he's so smart. They're not listening to anything he's saying. But they're calling him fucking brilliant, touting him, you know what I'm saying, as the next best thing. You know what I'm saying? Just singing all his praises. And it's not because of what he's saying. It's because he's a black kid not acting a fool. Yeah. Absolutely. And then um, another thing that I, I may have missed, when they were talking about how white people love cheese, now that will that now that I, th- I think about it were they using that more metaphorically speaking or no it's it's for simply like you know what I'm saying like if we we say shit like like white white dude I didn't know if they were using that to tie in the money thing or was that they were really just trying to joke about cheese yeah they were just trying oh, to okay, okay. like white <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like yeah. shit it's like shit niggas don't do like you know what I'm saying like yeah. When's the last time? You know what I'm saying? You you go to white parties and instead of having fucking meatballs and shit, they got charcuterie boards with yeah. cheese you don't fucking like you you know what I'm saying? And shit like that. That's one of those things that's used used to juxtapose the cultures more than it is like a fucking uh metaphor or anything like that. But uh good stuff. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back on forward in the episode, but back to what we were saying, uh, the party. I think another big thing is ruckus. And the song. Because the song's funny, ha, 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 in the essence. But it goes to show you, like, damn, he felt, he felt fucked up by that. Like, if they don't let you use the front door, you ain't never came to the party in 20 years. Like, they have this party every year. You ain't come in 20 years. And you barge in singing, don't trust them new niggas over there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would go deeper into it, but we have way more than, uh, you know, black audience. But... You watch it if you have if you don't know it watch it you go in busting and singing like that and specifically about them like that's that that's not uncle ruckus just being racist to black people trying to make the white people laugh because when he finishes the song the all the white people are looking nervous and the, the lady whispers well i think it's okay if they say it yeah. like you know what i'm saying like and then they just start clapping yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they don't know what they're clapping for they're just Trying to get you off the fucking stage. Yeah. They're just trying to get you out of their face. Yep. They're just trying to get you out of yeah, their they face. They completely tuned them out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's another thing. Like I said, we're going to go back to these real life, real life lessons. You know, you know, a nigga, when he getting more money than you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, this, it ain't Every got no time. white people, ain't got no white people involved. Ain't got nobody else involved. You, you know what I'm saying? See him on the street, it's whatever. You see that motherfucker getting more money than you. Uh, 
I heard this nigga did this. Yeah. I heard this nigga did that. Every I heard time. all that money ain't even this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, shut your old hating ass up, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Self-loathing. Now your pockets are self-loathing. And that's what it comes back to. It's like, yeah, the ruckus, they use the racism as the primary thing because it's really easy. And honestly, it's really funny because it's done really well. But ruckus hates himself through and through. He hates yeah. everything single part of his life absolutely and then um obviously if you go when we go forward or when you guys hopefully if you you know watch as we explain further in the series you'll get more in depth of probably like ruckus's history and how you know what i'm saying they really do a good job giving of like building him as a character yeah yeah so all of them really they just do an amazing if if ruckus is if you haven't watched and ruckus is one of the bigger turnoffs of your like early viewings kind kind of waited out yeah. Kind, kind of wait it out. Or at the very least, don't scope it for what it is. Yeah. Try and think if you're watching. Yeah. That's what I got to yeah. say. Boondocks is very insightful. Think. It's like, it's 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 funny, but it's great writing. Yeah, it's everything fan, is like, perfect. Great, well, the first two seasons. Yeah. Another thing we'll get to once we get to that. But Fair the, enough. Yeah, so the first two seasons definitely will stand by them. Um, trying to make sure we got everything because I think there was one more thing. So at the end of the episode when Riley shoots young ed out of the window and like you said uh big ed or old ed makes the statement along the lines of essentially this the dumbest motherfucker i ever met in my life but in 30 years he'll be the president and then everything is everything's fine they, you know what i'm saying every everything is cool like you know what i'm saying like that it goes to show you that people like that they don't have problems for real something major like that you know what i'm saying like yeah they, they don't have problems for real like they out there playing with shit and over you are afforded special uh liberties i guess is the best way the liberties are definitely more or you know i'm saying you definitely have more liberties when you have more money than when you have race on top of the money it's almost unlimited yeah that's fair and that you know what i'm saying that's just kind of what they build up and 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 that and they'll never listen to the person who is telling you like it is huey because we forget about huey this entire episode and from from the first two three minutes, you think the whole show would be about him. And it's cr- and it's crazy because this is kind of like the also an overarching overarching theme in the show where Huey Huey really is a person you should be listening to, but they all ignore him exactly. <laughs> and it's not like the typical like cartoon character. Oh, this guy's right. Everybody ignore him. Like no, the Huey has is one of the only characters with a realistic conscience conscience. Conscience, uh, God damn, I don't know why I can never say that word, uh, in the show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what it is. It, like, y'all will see that he, yeah. it's it's so it's so expressive. Like the, using QE to drive the plots without using him as a plot, like just like plot armored up. Like it's ridiculous yeah. how well that they do it. Like he has his ups and downs. He doesn't always win, but he's somehow always right in a way. And for some inexplicable reason, he knows Kung Fu. Hey, because he studied. He studied, <laughs> man. I tell you, exactly. Kung Fu master at 11 exactly. years old. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling the you, Kumite. Oh, I can't tell. I, I can't have to that. say. Y'all got to watch. Wait. Y'all really do have to watch. Boondocks is something like, honestly, I think Boondocks is one of those shows every black person needs to watch. Specifically. Hey, yeah, Every yeah. Everybody can enjoy hey, it, but oh, every yeah. black person for sure Definitely. can get a lot from that show. Definitely, yeah. Boondocks, like I said, it, it's a cultural piece beyond, beyond like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. just, it's just beyond. It's, we're trying to explain it now, and this is the best yeah. we can do. 
but I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to make sure before we wrap up, because this is the first episode. We've got, uh, you know, we hit the hit the minute mark we needed to. Just trying to make sure. I feel like there was one lesson I was leaving out that I wanted to talk about, uh, but I think we've ran through everything. Yeah, because I mean, I want I want people to watch it too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm yeah. So, um, you know, let let us know what you think or what you guys think about the episode and stuff like that. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, hit us up on social media, especially if you're a first time watcher. Uh, if you want, you know, what I'm saying a little bit more insight, some maybe some other source material just to read and get your history up. Let me know. I can definitely provide that stuff for you. Uh, this is something we're really excited to be doing. Both of us really fucking love this show, like, a lot. So it's this is not even a burden. It's more of a, you know what I'm saying? This is about to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is enjoyable, that type of thing. Uh, not going to talk your off unnecessarily. Really appreciate your support. Mr. Out. Aaron out. Peace. Thank you.